one is all things, all life, all love. We all come together in the form of energy, so we may exist on different vibrations. Our sound is one, our unity is one, and our life is one. Keep shining. Shantae, I am your host. This is Circle Sisters Podcast. 
Today is Monday, August 14th, and the time is 9 p.m. If you are in H-Town, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all living? Thank you for tuning in for So Poetic. <sighs> y'all, I feel good. I really, really, really do. I had a really good weekend. Um, Today was it was peace at work. I've been going through some things at work. However, I know that um, <clears throat> a large percentage of what goes on is a direct reflection of me and my attitude. And so, um, you know, I make sure just to to check myself, <laughs> check myself first, and then, of course, I do my little. I do what I do. What I do. To, to make sure the energy uh, stays in my favor. And then I just keep it moving. And so I feel good. I'm sipping on sipping on some of actually my tea. I did mix it with uh, some Hawthorne and, and um, Hawthorne and, oh, gosh, what's the other one? I forget the name of it. But um, I mixed it with my tea, my Iron Dragon and so um, everyone who's tried this tea knows how powerful it is just to make sure my iron levels stay um, at a healthy at a healthy range. And then it has some chamomile and um, what else it has in here? Cinnamon and um, open it up. Um, some rose hips to help convert the iron and so or to help my system better better acclimate the iron. So that's making me feel lovely. And then um yeah, it's just it's, it's a Monday. It's a beautiful day. So thank y'all for tuning in. Today we're going to speak with Andrea Brown of Wellversed Community Poetry Contest. Ah, uh, we're in for a treat. And it's so poetic. You know what? Actually, it's not so poetic. Uh, next week is so poetic. I got all excited, asked sister to, to read some poems, send me some poems, and scheduled this for today. And then I was looking at my calendar, and I'm like, today is not the third Monday. But it's okay. It's all good. Because this show is actually coming up on Saturday. And so um, I wanted to make sure that we spoke to this before the show so that we had all the information that we needed uh, prior to so that, uh, you know, on Saturday we'll be good to go. And then next week I have a special, special treat. Um, we're going to have two shows next week. We'll have one on Monday. And then the one we're going to have on Wednesday, we're going to also keep it so poetic. And we're going to be talking to Sister Mama Ayana. And I actually have one of her uh, one of her pieces that we're going to play in just a few minutes. Sister Ayana is out of New Orleans. This is my sister. She's actually my twin. If I ever had a twin, she would be my twin. We have the exact same birthday. And we very much have the same spirit, and I love sis every time I see her shining and 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 just doing what what's her passion. It makes me proud because I truly feel like this is my sis. You know what I'm saying? My sister from another mother. So so yeah. 
So, all right, let's see. I got some poems queued up before I play those. Let's talk about August 20th. Last night, I was on my own radio show on KPFT 90.1. I I'm reunited, and it felt so good. <laughs> I reunited with Brother Said. And if any of y'all uh, were following me about a year ago, you know that I was uh, the female voice of Conscious Mindset Radio. Uh, as part of the female voice, I had my own segment at the 10 o'clock hour. It was called K Boogie's Corner. And uh, I just branched off. Uh, you know, no drama, no no nothing nothing big happened. The, the time was very late at night, and I had to go to work on Mondays. And so it just wasn't, it wasn't conducive for, you know, for Mama. But um, I branched off and, and started my own podcast. But, you know, the brothers welcomed me back and uh, allowed me to come on the show and bring on two of the sisters that I am collaborating with for this school supply drive that you have been hearing about for the past couple weeks on August 20th. Like I said before, there are many, many school drives going on right now. It is a wonderful thing. Once upon a time, the sister, so... Once upon a time, um, I can't remember. I think it was the it was the community schools, and um, I was talking to this sister, and my attitude wasn't right. I ain't even gonna lie. It was this other chick sister, and she was doing a you know some kind of community school program project, and you know I kind of felt some type of way because I was like I was doing that, you know I had that I was doing that, and the sister was like, "Yo, sis, you tripping? Like we need more of everything." Like, what are you talking about? You was doing it. Good. Keep doing it. Let that sister do it. And more sisters need to do it because we need more of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have enough. What are you talking about? And I was like, you know what? You are so, 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 so right. And so I take that same concept with the school supply drive. There are a lot of different teams and uh, collectives that are putting on school supply drive. Um, this school year in preparation for the school year and that's a beautiful thing and uh, you know we need to support as many as we can so you know if you can only support one then let it be mine <laughs> but if you can support more than one then go ahead and support mine plus theirs um, because you know what I'm saying there's so many children and unfortunately it's a lot of children in need and even if they're not in need, just just to help out eases eases that financial strain just a little bit. Because once again, not only are you know parents buying the supplies, they're also buying the uniforms, they're buying the shoes, they're paying for the hairstyles and the haircuts, and they're paying for the school lunches. You know what I mean? They're paying. It's, it's just an expense. School schools schools are. We would like to think they're a universal right. However, they're not, unfortunately. Um, they're not a universal right, and they do cost money, and it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. So, so yeah, August 20th, we start at 2 o'clock. It ends at 6 p.m., and uh, I did say I was going to have that address for you today, so let me go to my Instagram page. You can look it up, Circle Sisters 13 on Instagram. And, all right. I'm loud and clear. Thank you, thank you. 
All right, let's see. Uh, we are going to be at 1320 Robin Street, 77019. So if you're familiar with Fourth Ward, with Freemantown, we're right behind the Yates Museum. We're actually going to be using that parking lot, that back parking lot. And so just come on down, Yates Museum. Um, we're right across the street. And, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull last night's archive off of off of KPFT. You can go there and listen to the show. If not, just give me – I'm going to do it tonight. And so, um, y'all, I, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I, I'm not the best at iMovie. It's, it's – oh, my gosh. I need a tutorial. But um, I'm going to keep working with it. I'm going to pull it off of KPFT, and I'm going to post it. Uh, on my blog, and I'm going to post it on YouTube, so www.circlesisters13.com to listen to last night's show on KPFT with Brother Said, Sister Sharonda, Sister, uh, and Sister Felicia, and I'm sorry, Sister Priscilla, and we also spoke with another lady who is running for um, HISD the board, HISD school board, and so she's on there as well, you know, kind of introducing her platform and, and letting you know where she's coming from. So, so yeah, so that's the announcement. Um, this past weekend, I attended the Texas Black Women's Expo, <sighs> and I think that's what really has me feeling super good because it was just a wonderful experience to see so many people, you know, selling their goods, hustling their wares, um, and just 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 be at their best, and and you know, and and commerce, and fellowship, and and just interacting, and smiles, and love, and hugs, and people building and bonding. I mean, what's what's fucking with that, right? Nothing. So um, that was a really really good experience. And if you missed it, you missed the treat. And no worries, I'm gonna recap it on the blog. And um, and then just make sure you're there next year, okay? All right. So make sure that's all I just say. www.circlesisters13.com. I'm going to say it again, www.circlesisters13.com. Leave a comment. Leave a poem. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know if you like the page. Let me know if you're loving me because I'm loving you. we loving each other. <laughs> All right, y'all, I'm just talking. So let me go ahead and play this poem. It's about a sister who's going to be on the show. Uh, let me see. And I'm going to wait for her. I'm going to do my, probably my favorite spoken word artist. And if she's not my favorite, she is definitely um, in the top three. She is one of my top three favorite poets of all time. I've met her in person. She's welcomed me with open arms when I was in New York. Um, the sister broke bread with me. She's a, a, a host at New York Recon. She's been on Deaf Poetry Jam. She's been a slam champion. Um, oh, gosh, she's just, she's awesome. She's amazing. Her name is Mahogany Brown. Let me plug up this speaker right quick. Mahogany Brown, uh-oh. Oh, you know what I want to do? Okay, wait. Time out. Time out, time out, time out. I need to read this first. So I made a post on uh, Facebook the other day about Black August, and I was basically saying, you know, if you're walking around claiming RBG, you know, claiming that life, and you don't know what Black August is, 
than you planned. And even when I thought about it, I was like, you know what, that's not fair. Because <laughs> because when I was coming up in the quote-unquote movement, uh, we had study groups. We had elders, and there was a certain respect factor that we had for our elders. And so they made sure that they taught us. And the other thing is I've, I've also traveled. And so whereas Houston, I love Houston, y'all. I'm growing to love Houston more and more every day. However, I have to admit, Houston is very much, uh, we, so we, we call it the Sahara. And it's the Sahara because it's a desert, right? And so it's very much to itself. It's, it's, I don't want to call it a vacuum, like it's an information vacuum, but it is we are somewhat – um, we are somewhat, uh, God, how do I explain it? Um, let's just say we get things a little bit later, if, if at all. And so part of that is, so for instance, Black August, whereas we do have elders from the SCLC, we do have elders, um, who participated in the, um, nonviolent, um, nonviolent committee, um, nonviolent Stewart Coalition. Um, we do have black former Black Panther Party members. We do have them. However, they're not as vocal, and oftentimes they don't have the platform. And so we might not know what Black August is unless you've traveled outside of Houston or unless you've come across someone who's traveling to Houston to even mention it. You might not know who George and Jonathan Jackson were. You might not know who Asada Shakur is, right? You might not know Sundiata. You might not know these people. Um, and so with that being said, I want to read this. This can be found at the Malcolm X, uh, mxgm.org, malcolmxgrassrootsmovement.org. Black August, the true history, culture, and practice. Each year, officially since 1979, we have used the month of August to focus on the oppressive treatment of our sisters and brothers disappeared inside the state-run gulags and concentration camps America calls prisons. It is during this time that we concentrate our efforts to free our mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, and all other captives, family and friends who have been held in isolation for decade after decade beyond their original sentence. Many of these individuals are held in the sensory deprivation and mind control units called security housing units without even the most basic of human rights. And that was by Shaka at Finan Black August Organizing Committee. Black August originated in the concentration camps of California in 1979, and its roots come from that history of resistance by black new African African brothers in those prisons. Its original and unchanging purpose is to honor and commemorate the lives and deaths of several fallen freedom fighters, among them who were Jonathan Jackson, George Jackson, W.L. W. Nolan, James McClain, William Christmas, and Katari Golden. To bring unity among black African New African prisoners and education and awareness to family members, friends, associates, and communities about the conditions for the black New African prisoners 
fell within those concentration camps, in particular in California, and to educate our people about and honor the history and actions of continued resistance of black, new African, African peoples to oppression, colonization, and slavery in the U.S., and throughout the diaspora, with particular emphasis on prisoners, political prisoners, freedom fighters, and their historical acts of resistance. The contemporary historical roots of Black August can be found in the actions of Jonathan Jackson, who was gunned down outside the Marin County, California, courthouse on August 7, 1970, as he attempted to liberate three imprisoned black liberation fighters, James McClain, William Christmas, and Rochelle McGee. Rochelle McGee, who is still imprisoned in California to this day, is the sole survivor of the August 7th rebellion. He is the former co-defendant of Angela Davis and has been locked down for 40-plus years, most of it in solitary confinement in the FHU in Pelican Bay. On January 30, 1970, W.L. Nolan, Alvin Miller, and Cleveland Edwards were assassinated when he was shot to death by prison guards on the yard in California Soledad State Prison. George Jackson was assassinated on August 21, 1971 by San Quentin prison guards. The assassination was a deliberate move on behalf of the U.S. government to eliminate the revolutionary leadership of George Jackson. In the midst of the government set up orchestrated to murder George, three prison guards were killed in a counter-rebellion. The government charged six blacks and Latino prisoners with the guards' deaths. These six brothers became known as the San Quentin Six who were later acquitted of all charges. Katari Golden was murdered by San Quentin prison guards on August 1, 1978. Katari was one of the key intellectual architects of the Black August commemorative tradition and was a prominent leader of the Black Guerrilla family, BGF, and Comrade George was uh, after Comrade George was assassinated. Qatar was a leading force in the formation of Black August, particularly its historical and ideological foundations. Qatari, like many of the unnamed freedom fighters of the BGF and the revolutionary prison movement of the 1970s, was murdered. He was assassinated by the malicious intent of the government to deny him medical treatment following a mysterious accident on the San Quentin prison yard, August 1st, 1978. He was murdered to eliminate his leadership and destroy the growing prison resistance movement, the origins of Black August. And so it goes on, 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 and I'm not going to read all of it because that's definitely, uh, that's definitely, you know, there for you to read. I will read Mama Ayana's statement. She's on here. The intent among those of us who commemorated and practiced Black August was to educate ourselves, our families, and communities about the conditions of our family and community members in prison and to create revolutionary consciousness and encourage the spirits of resistance among themselves and our communities. So um, Black August is not it's a movement, and it's, it originated um, in California, and I would also say in New Orleans, um, and it's dealing with the prison industrial complex. And, you know, it's a lot I could say about that. But uh, just do, do, the, do the knowledge. Do the knowledge to Black August. And because we are a woman-based show, I do want to say that um, that only that that Black women are the fastest-growing population of uh, individuals being incarcerated. Black women, and a lot of those sisters are going to jail because they're taking cases for their brothers. 
So that's something that definitely needs to be addressed and understood. There's a lot of sisters going to jail because they're taking cases for their men, um, for their brothers, and uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and you got to remember, the sisters are the primary leaders in, in single families. And so what's happening to their children, what's happening to, to their families? So, yeah, Black August, we are in the midst of it, and um, I'm not even going to comment on what happened this past weekend. What I will say is we are in Black August. August is always just a chaotic month. Like I say, the sun is, is doing what it does. It's, it's hot. People are frustrated. People are aggravated. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just a lot. Lots are going. So, uh, you know, when you start to feel... When you start to feel those emotions, turn off the TV, drink some water, and just count your blessings. And uh, shake a hand, shake a hand, because love is in need of love. So I see that our guest is on the line, so let me bring her in with a poem. And on the other side of this poem, we will talk to Sister Andrea Brown. Sitting in the dead of night. Curtis, and 
He only a little bit cute. But he ain't funny or smart, so that's how I know she lying. And I pretend I don't hear his South Sacramento slur. I pretend I can't see his hazel eyes when he say, lose her ugly black ass. And Lily laughs. She say, shut up, Curtis. But it sound like, come here. So I dunk my head underwater slowly and wait for her to say anything like, don't talk about my friend. I don't care how pretty your eyes is, but she just say, shut up. And she laughs. And I think I could stay here. Words all blurry, aqua blue. I think I could stay here where my eyes don't hurt so much. And it don't feel like I've been looking at the sun all day long. Mahogany Brown, I love me some Mahogany Brown. All right, y'all, Andrea. Oh, same last name, Andrea Brown, y'all. Hey, Miss Andrea. Hi, Keisha, how are you? Peace, peace, can you hear me? Uh-oh, what happened? what I do? Are you there? I'm here, Keisha, can you hear me? Uh, okay, now, are you there? I'm here. Uh-oh. Okay, there you are. Yeah, I think I had the speaker still plugged in. Sorry. No, Hi, sis. No Welcome to Circle Sisters. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. All right, so y'all, Andrea Brown, I invited her on because she is uh, one of the organizers for Well-Versed Community Poetry Contest. And uh, it's just, it's it's a very interesting contest. And so I wanted more information about it, and I figured that my listeners did too. And so we would love to hear about what is going on, what is happening on Saturday. All right, well, the Well-Versed Community Poetry Contest really um, came about as an idea um, for artists to get the opportunity to use their talents to positively affect the community and so essentially what's happening is um, we are hosting a community poetry contest and the contestants will get the opportunity to showcase their gifts and talents but the heart behind the event is essentially giving back to the community so we've had um, one of two flash fundraising campaigns the first benefited um, the Houston Community College and students we gave students the opportunity to apply for a scholarship and the funds that we raised on that day, we were shooting for a thousand dollars in a day and we got very, very close and we're really grateful to everyone who gave on that day. Um, And so we have uh, about six scholarships that we're going to give away on Saturday to deserving Houston community college students. And then this Thursday we'll launch our second 
flash fundraising campaign that will benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston. So we're looking to see how much money we can raise in one day for the Boys and Girls Club, and that uh, that total will be presented on Saturday at the poetry contest as well. So, again, the idea is that we really just wanted to come together as a collective of artists to use our gifts and talents to uh, positively impact the community. And so we're really excited about the contest. We have a number of great poets that will be there, including our guest judges who are Seven the Poet, um, who is one of the most popular poetry night hosts in the city. And then on top of that, we also have Houston's Poet Laureate, Deborah Deep Mouton, who will serve as a judge as well. And the event is going to be emceed by Ernest Beeson, the artist formerly known as Baritone. So it will be an awesome opportunity for everyone in the city of Houston to come out and enjoy some poetry. It's family friendly, and the best part is it's 100% free. So we're excited to have everybody come on out on Saturday from 1 to 4. Awesome. So it is a fundraiser, though, correct? That is correct. The The idea here so is that you, we wanted to... See how you going to make money? <laughs> so the idea is that we raise the funds beforehand. So like I said, oh. we had our first fundraising campaign. We had our first fundraising campaign a couple weeks ago. We raised a great deal okay. of money. And then we have another one this Thursday um, that will benefit the Boys and Girls Club. So we'll be taking money beforehand, but okay. if people would like to make donations on Saturday, I heard you say that you're doing a school supply drive. But if anybody else has any school supply drives that they're not going to be bringing to Keisha's event, you can definitely bring them to <laughs> ours on Saturday um, because we will be giving school supplies away as well. Oh wow! So it's it's like free free. <laughs> it's not yes. like free and share, and it's not really free. It's like really free. Okay, well, wow, it's that's really awesome. Um, well, so this so on this show, um, although you know secretly we do love free, um, we don't we don't um we don't get excited about free because we know nothing is free, and so with this event, um, when we do come, we do expect to. I don't know if you're gonna pass the hat. Or how you want to collect the money, but we definitely want to contribute in some type of way because it is for a scholarship, it is for a good cause, and like I say, definitely. nothing is free, and so we don't want to even, um, you know, what I'm saying we we don't we we want to be the 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 ones who help people do what they love to do as opposed to you know we want to be the givers. So sure, and we that we, we do encourage we do encourage everyone to give. Now I will say that the event itself okay. is. One hundred percent free for anyone to come and attend. But like I said, we are raising money beforehand to go ahead and benefit the community partners that we have. Like I said, that's HCC and the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston. So the online giving campaign for this week begins on Thursday the 17th, and it's an all-day giving campaign. We're just going to bombard the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston with donations. And so we're excited to have that happen. So it is a free entry into the event, but we're asking that people would make donations beforehand. That is so cool. So, how did you even? Um, where did you even? Because you're not a you're not a poet, correct? I am not a poet. I am not a poet. But right. the so thing is, I have come up with this idea. 
So this this idea was actually the brainchild of one of the other organizers, Kevin Burns, who is a poet. Um, Okay. He came up with the idea that he wanted to give away school supplies and he wanted to have a poetry event around it. And so he called in myself and also uh, Ernest Beeson, and we came together as a collective to come up with this idea of well-versed, this community poetry contest. And uh, we wound up partnering with HCC, and HCC was gracious enough to allow us to um, partner with them and have an event that would also benefit HCC students. So our event will actually be hosted on the campus of Houston Community College Central, and um, it just grew from there. It was really a collaborative effort and an idea, as I said, simply to take artistry and use it to impact the community. Excellent. So, okay. So tell me more. Can you tell me more about yourself, Sister Andrea? Because it sounds like you've got some business savvy. You've got some <laughs> marketing savvy going on. So where? So who are you exactly? And what? What is your passion? What? What? It, if if I needed a service, um, what type of services do you provide? Sure. Well, first off, I believe that I am gifted to be a storyteller. So I use different mediums to do that. I'm a writer. Um, I help people get their gifts and talents to the world. And that's basically what I do, whether it's through marketing or whether it's through video production or whether it's through photography or whether it's through the written word. My my goal is to help people get their gifts and talents to the world. And so I studied journalism and communications in school. I did that for a little while professionally, and now I – have this passion for storytelling, and I get to to share that with students as I I teach communications to high schoolers in the third ward. So it's it's always been an exciting thing for me to get the opportunity to share my gifts, but also to help encourage people to share theirs as well. And so that's basically who I am. I'm, I'm interested in the arts of all kinds. Um, I'm a fan of poetry. I used to write poetry. It's not really my oh. ministry, but <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I really do enjoy it. Um, and so, like I said, I'm a storyteller who seeks to help others get their gifts and talents out to the world. So whether it's marketing, communications, photography, videography, that is who I am. Ah, okay, cool. And you're a blogger. I am. I am. I do have a blog. My blog is IamAndreaBrown.com. It's my second blog. Um, I started a blog way back in 2009 called The Uptown Lounge. It was an entertainment-based blog, and it afforded me the opportunities to travel all around the world, literally um, all the way to France and to different places, just covering entertainment and things like that. And I decided that, you know, I kind of felt like I grew out of it a little bit. And so My current blog is centered around lifestyle and faith and um, just things that I'm really interested in. I kind of share my perspective on entertainment in a different way. Um, It's it's more lifestyle-based, so I'm really enjoying that as well. Cool, 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 cool. Yep, I saw Andrea at the... Texas at the um, Houston African American Bloggers Conference, y'all. Y'all missed out. <laughs> but next year, next 
<laughs> I saw yes. her. We had we had a breakout session. It was a um a um a mixer. I forget what they call those things. Icebreaker. It was an icebreaker. Yes. And we just saw her to me, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm on your blog in two weeks." I was like, "Oh snap! It's you." <laughs> <laughs> What's up? So it's a small world, y'all. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so she gave me a couple of uh, of poems that she enjoys, and so while I pull those up, I'm going to play a poem by next the, our next week guest for next Wednesday. This is Mama Fire Like Ayana. She is out of Nola, and this poem is called Black Mama. Okay, oops, I got to plug in the speaker, y'all. Hold on, technical difficulties. Let me find it. <laughs> do, do, do. Okay, plugging in the speakers to make sure y'all can hear it. All right, now here we go. So this extra that you're going to hear is her. She's cooking. She's taking care of the babies. Um, and that's the extra that you're going to hear before the porn starts. <laughs> Black mama, black mama, black mama, what you gon' do? Black mama, black mama, black mama, what you gon' do? 
All right, y'all, so that was Black Mama. And now let me flip on over here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We're going to play. Oh, wow. You got some good ones on here. Let's do uh, Warshawn. All right. This one's called Home. Wow, that's deep, so very true though Sister Andrea, um, are you still there? I am Hello, uh-oh, I did it again <laughs> Andrea, are you still there? I am You are, okay, good, good, good So, um, with the poetry contest, um, do y'all have enough poets? Are y'all still looking for poets to, to be in it? We have actually closed our submissions. We do have um, we do have all the poets that we're going to take. So we are really excited about uh, the contest. How many y'all have? 
Um, at this point, I think it's six. Oh, oh, that's a good number. Ooh. So, how, so can you talk about the format of the contest? Is it like it's going to be round? Is it? Is how? How's that going to be? We're going to do one round. Oh wow! And <laughs> yeah, it, it's do or die. It's do or wow. die. So. Uh, the judges will get the opportunity to just rate the poets based on whatever poem they come and spit, and the winner will be crowned after that one round. Dang. Um, gosh, so are y'all, how y'all picking picking who goes first? Because that first poet, ooh, it's a tough spot to be you know, in. You know that that is an interesting question. I we will see. We haven't really determined that yet, but um, I'm I'm really excited to see how how these these poets bring it because their submissions were awesome, and I think that it's going to be an awesome opportunity for the community to get to see um, these artists in action because I don't know how many people really have seen a poetry contest before or have been a part of it, but because this is open to the entire community and you know, open to kids as well, I think this will be a great opportunity to open people up to 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 poetry and poetry contests. So, sis, you were telling me about, is um, is this the same one where you're going to have some, um, some HCC students or is that a separate show? So it it is the same. Um, and the the good thing about it is that we, like I said, we had the opportunity to collaborate with HCC, and we had a number of students submit to uh, our scholarship, submit applications for our scholarship, and those students are going to be sharing some of their stories. So it's going to be an interesting afternoon. We're going to get the opportunity to have a few things woven in. So of course we'll have our poetry contest, but also we're going to be able to hear. Um, some experiences from some HCC students, and they're going to talk about how they've overcome some of their challenges, which is essentially what their scholarship submission was about. And so it'll be a nice um, opportunity for us to collaborate with spoken word poetry with um, just an awesome opportunity to hear from students who have overcome a lot. And so the students who submitted uh, for the scholarship application, we'll get the opportunity to share as well on Saturday. Maybe not in poet poetry form, but they will get right. the opportunity to share. That's beautiful. That is that is a really really great idea. Um, that's awesome that y'all thought of that and and saw it through. And so as we start wrapping up, I do want to ask you. So, <laughs> um. Another thing I like to talk about on this show is the realistic, um, the realism behind putting together um, functions and events and, and um, you know, creating platforms and how it doesn't just happen like you just wake up one morning and say, oh, I think I'll do a poetry show today, and then it just comes together magically. It's actually a right. process. And so can you talk a little bit about um some, not so much the difficulty that you might have had, but just how, you know, it, it the, some of the planning maybe, or just give us a little bit realistic um, understanding of what it takes to put together something of this 
magnitude. Because working with the university, with the college, I can imagine, you know, the different people you probably had to reach out to, and, and from the poets to organizing the scholarships to judging to all these things. And so, um, <laughs> if you kind of get a grasp what I'm asking, can you just kind of talk about um, what it took to bring all this together? So the good thing about or, or how does that work? Right. So it started out. It started out with three of us, and of course, I said the initial idea came from Kevin Burns. But the one thing that I would say that he modeled that I think is the story of this entire process is that he knew that he couldn't do it by himself, and so wow. he called in someone like me who knows how to market. Um, knows how to write content and things like that. Then he called in Ernest, and Ernest is a gifted event organizer. He does big events. Uh-huh. And so he he knew, Kevin knew, that he as an artist, a poet, um, wasn't going to be able to do it by himself. And so this collaborative effort came together. And honestly, that's really been the entire story of this planning process. And so we have our connection at HCC and that connection at HCC was able to bring in another community partner who has a nonprofit who wanted to sow uh, scholarship funds into HCC students. And that allowed us to um, solicit funds from people through a nonprofit, which means that anything that anybody gave in our first flash fundraising campaign was completely tax deductible. And so those are, it was, a series of things like that that came together and really just aligned to help us get to this point. And so because we are serving the HCC community, we didn't, we're not coming out of pocket for um, our event space. And it's, it's just little things like that that have really helped put this together for us. And so it was never our intention. This event was never designed for us to make any money. Like I said, the idea was that, a collaborative of artists would come together and use their talents to impact the community. And that's exactly what we're doing. And so we're, have there been challenges? Yes, of course. Um, Coming together with a group of people who are all strong minded and have their own ideas about how things should go is, can be a little difficult to navigate at times, but I think at the end of the day, we all came together and, uh, we kept the mission in the front of our minds, which, of course, is to impact the community. And I think that's what's going to make this event on Saturday um, really, really special for us. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. Good to know, good to know, good to be realistic about about our expectations. So um, I will play this last poem this one's by Jackie Hill Perry. Seven things I want to say to America. Uh-oh. Sounds controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Let me plug in the speaker. All right. Here we go. Seven things I want to say to America. One. I am convinced that you have completely lost your mind and left it hiding somewhere safe. I don't know what's wrong with you. 
We can't be too many votes away from seeing you implode. Watching you become the nothing you build speeches on, too. Last week, me and my husband dined at a Las Vegas buffet. Waffles and a plethora of carbohydrate and high glycemic crack for us hungry black people. I filled my plate to the brim, ate without shame, to let the weight take my plate. And not necessity. I couldn't help but to travel and thought. See the meat and think of the juxtaposition beneath the glow where the underbelly of the equator is full of starving babies. That isn't your stomach growling. It's simply the citizens of your country praying for even more prosperity. Three. There are few things I fear. Few things that beg my heart to hide and whisper rescue like the persons you've employed to protect me from monsters. Yet I am instead terrified not of the badge, but of the man it keeps. I never know if the blood and bruise of justice only makes them mad makes them shoot. You only hear me drop. Concrete fills the breath, regret its speech, the body still if night, the mouth left frozen with help lost in its throat. <laughs> Can you tell her to leave me alone? That she is worse though. That she is irking me. Now, can you explain to me why your jobs treat us invisible with our higher education? The higher education burdens our backs with tuitions made of whips. How do you expect us to succeed when college costs more than the sky you tell us to reach for or five? America, please tell me, what is a woman? She all body and breath. Or is she more land left to Columbus? You make it seem like it's easy to become the missing bone in a man's side. Please tell me, is this woman more complex than that? A scattered dream worth waking for. A forgotten diamond with a memorable pulse. A puzzle you can't solve when your eyes are too ghost dressed in a halo made of dust. Stop lying. Tell them a doctor cannot make them ease. Tell them second Adam can make them whole. That gender comes from a sovereign place where the triune doesn't look for advice from humans on how to be God sick. No offense to my Caucasian cousins, but oh America. Why must I go to white neighborhoods just to find a whole food in Trader Joe's? Can we put a phrase right there? Perhaps you have not known of brown lives who actually want to live long, who just don't feed on Popeyes and liquor for lunch. Daily bread sometimes be necessary for some of us who like baked and fresh for supper. It's sad to see a heart disease and diabetes are killing us quicker than bullets beneath black corners have become more than crack corners. The color we should fear most ain't just the baking soda money made rock, but the cotton-like sugar making us premature obituaries. We still slave to that white, and I wonder if America likes it better that way, seven. 
America, have you ever read your own biography? From beginning to end, from where the arrows weren't strong enough to dance rain back into sky, or colonies back from whence they came, or the section in which shackles and nooses carried somebody's baby somewhere lonely, where Martin exposed the Hiroshima's hiding under white sheets, dressed in blue suits, beating with black hearts, Roro versus raiding waters found Vietnam a new home in the womb, a feministic Hitler to be named murderer of a mother, or what about the chapter that drowned the bodies and beauty of a city and left their people to fend for themselves, native refugees to be killed softly before Mardi Gras had the time to break, or the chapter where cell phones are the only witnesses that can tell the truth and yet still be disregarded. Did you look ahead? Did you salute your flag? Did you see your shivering stars and how ready they are to unhinge themselves from the box you put them in? Watch the sun, let them fall. Them red and white bars ain't liberty, nor land of the free, but home to the brave enough to say that they pledge allegiance somewhere else. Until then, I'm praying for you. God bless you. America. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Gosh, I love poetry. Gosh, she was good. Oh, man. Thank you, Miss Andrea. Those were excellent selections. Thank you. All right, y'all. So, Miss Andrea Brown of Wellversed Community Poetry Contest coming at you live this 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 Saturday at HCC. Sis is going to give you her blog page, her contact info, where we can go to see the show, and any other information she feels we need to know. Sure. So, the Wellversed Poetry Contest is happening, as Keisha shared, this Saturday from 1 p.m., to 4 p.m. at the Heinen Theater on the campus of Houston Community College Central. Um, we'd love to see you there again. It's free and open to the public. We are asking that each and every person give what they can this Thursday for our flash fundraising campaign as we support the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston and all of the information that you'll need to donate to our flash fundraising campaign will be released on Thursday um, via social media. So if you're on Facebook, please search for the Wellverse Poetry Contest. Um, it's going to be a great, great experience. And if you want to keep up with me, you can find me on all social media platforms at I am Andrea Brown. You can also follow my blog at um, com. And like I said, thank you guys. Um, in advance for coming out to support the Wellverse Community Poetry Contest and some supporting our community partners, Houston Community College and the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston, and generally just supporting the arts and supporting a group of artists who are looking to use their gifts and talents to impact the community for greater good. And thank you, Keisha, for having me on and for allowing me to share this event with your audience, and I wish you much, much success. Oh, thank you, sis. Anytime. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show and share your event with us. And we will see you Saturday. All right, y'all. Y'all say bye. Bye. <laughs> Peace. <Peace-peace. laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. So that was Miss Andrea Brown. And uh oh gosh, I'm still smiling for that poem. I love good poetry. 
just good writing. It's just it's so much good writing out right now from Game of Thrones um, to I don't I don't really watch TV too much, but I know that when I do watch it, it's some really great shows on to the movies that are coming out. I mean, the muses are live at five, and I am not mad at them. Give thanks, and I guess because it's just so much to write about. I mean, it's it's just so much going on. Um, it's just so, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much going on, and so it's plenty of material to write about, and um, as we talked about Sister Vanetta, who was on the show about two weeks ago, journaling, I'm sure some of these ideas are just coming from people, you know, who are experiencing, um, ex- you know, experiencing um, the world live, you know, the things they're going through every day as they as they move about their lives at their work and in their homes. And then when they watch T V and, and the world um afar comes right into their living rooms, you know, it can be traumatizing. It really, really, really can be. And um if you followed me on Instagram or back on Facebook when I would make those posts, I would always tell you, especially for women, sisters, we have got to be careful um, what we watch and what we view. Of course, we need to know what's going on in the world. We need to be aware. But to a certain degree, um, we got to be very careful about what we witness, especially if you're not from a war zone, if you're not used to seeing people brutalized, terrorized, if that hasn't been your reality, um, then for you to experience it, for it just to be right in your face, it can be very shocking, and you just never know, you know, how sensitive you are. And especially, you know, this show talks about rediscovering our magic, and so part of that is recognizing what your gifts are. And so some of us are empaths. You know, some of us, we, we take on other people's emotions. We take on their joy, but we also take on their pain. And so if that is your gift, if you are one of those people who are feelers who can feel someone and and really relate to them, then you have to be very careful about what you watch because you could be watching something and not even know what it's doing to your body hormonally on a stress level. And um, that can be very traumatizing. And so if you do feel, you know, confused or if you just don't know how to express, you know, the fear, the rage, the the just, just, just that, that anxiety, then write. It's, it's, it's as simple as, like Renetta said, it's as simple as writing a Facebook post, instead of, but instead of putting it out, you know, for the whole world to see, you can actually put it in a journal, just find you a piece of paper, scribble on the back of a receipt, um, just find something and just write down your feelings, or if you're not a writer, then draw, or if you're not a drawer, then dance, if you're not a dancer, then just go outside in the middle of the night when no one's watching and just scream, I mean, literally, you might feel crazy at first, but you have no idea what it will do just to get that out because it's a lot of it's a lot going on in the world and um I know I'm an empath I know that I've discovered that there's certain things I just cannot watch I cannot listen to because it 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 impacts me and I'll take it on and I can't be my best self for my daughter or for anyone else because I'm too busy mourning you know, morning the lives. Like just this morning, I was I wasn't paying attention to this weekend, but I do listen to um, KPFT in the mornings. I listen to Democracy Now. And so they were kind of re, you know, they were talking about what happened this weekend, and they mentioned the young lady who ended up dying when the car crashed into her. And I heard her mother, and I'm just thinking about it, and I'm feeling the tears come. I heard her mother 
expressing, you know, just lamenting about, you know, she was saying how beautiful her daughter was and, you know, she was doing what she loved and standing up for what she believed in. But I felt it and I was like, oh, my God, that is so, so, so painful. You know, that's just, it's horrible. And so um, that's why I'm thankful, though, that I do have poetry. I am able to express myself um, you know, using words, and I'm ex- able to express myself by dancing and just kind of walking and, 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 you know, feeling the sun and giving hugs and looking at my daughter. So I say all that to say um, just be very mindful of taking care of yourself. And today is Monday. Today is the day of introspection. It's the day to dream. It's the perfect day for you just to take some time, sit by yourself, get you something, get you some water or a nice little tea, or if you're a wine drinker, drink you some wine, and just kind of write, just draw a picture, just like like we're in elementary school, like we're in middle school. You can just write, I feel like, and just wait for the words to come. And um, I hope that helps. I hope today's show helps. I hope you enjoyed the poetry. I hope you were inspired by Sister Andrea and um, her accomplishments. And um, I hope you participate in Thursday's fundraiser as well as um, come out Saturday to the poetry show. And if you don't find something you truly enjoy doing, and make sure you do it. Um, Because there's a lot of pain and hurt in the world, but there's also a lot of beautiful, beautiful experiences waiting for you. And if you can't find those experiences, then you make them. How about that? 713-338-9343. If you want to make something beautiful happen, give me a call. Um, If I can't help you, I will definitely connect you to someone who can. Alright? Alright. So, said... I want to play another poem. I want to play another poem, but you know what? My daughter is sitting on his couch, and because um, I haven't fully screened all of these poems, um, I'm not even going to play them because everything ain't for everybody. So instead of that, I'm going to read, and the news reporter says, you. <laughs> Instead of that, I'm going to read. Um, I want to read Nikki's poem, Nikki Giovanni's poem, and then a poem I just wrote yesterday. I was inspired, so let me pull up Nikki's poem. Uh oh, where is it at? This is Nikki Giovanni. I, I shouldn't be disrespecting that queen like that. I should be saying the 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 elder. Nikki Giovanni, the great Nikki Giovanni, because that's exactly what she is in my book. Nikki Giovanni, I'm typing in seduction. I like this poem a lot. And um, I was able to write one. I was inspired yesterday. And I was able to actually write to her poem. I love when that happens. I love when poems that I that I that I've been reading for the past twenty years, um, when I get inspired and I'm able to um, I'm able to extend them in my own words. All right, seduction. One day you're gonna walk in this house and I'm gonna have on a long African gown and you'll sit down and say the black. 
and I'm going to take one arm out, then you, not noticing me at all, will say, what about this brother? And I'm going to be slipping it over my head, and you'll rap on about the revolution while I rest your hand against my stomach. You'll go on, as you always do, saying, man, I just can't dig, while I am moving your hand up. And down, and I'll be taking off your daishiki. Then you'll say, Well, what we really need, and taking your shorts off, and you'll notice your state of undress. And then you, you'll just say, Nikki, isn't this counter revolutionary? All right, and then this is my poem Genetics, a continuation of Nikki G's seduction. He says, the revolution, I say, baby, I made brown lentils and wild rice. He says, we must protect ourselves. I say, baby, a massage would be nice, yes? He says, the people, the people, the people, the people. I say, mm, your lips look like they need my kisses. He says, I am a warrior. I say yes, too. Now come, let's go to bed and let's fight. No more white flags. They say the women created martial arts. Ancestor Francis Cresswell Singh taught us how to win race wars. Black August 2017. That's mine, and that's Nikki Giovanni's. So next week, next week, next week. Um, next, let me pull up this sisters. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, so stay tuned for next Monday. Um, I want to make sure I say pronounce this sister's name right. We have a very special treat. Some sisters who are not from Houston, but who? Let me see if he has it on his page. Some sisters who are not from Houston, but who are coming to, oh, here it is right here, but are, have come to Houston to um, bring us joy and entertainment and uh, networking. Um, our, the sister's going to be on the show, and uh, it's the Black Brunch Series. So September 9th, they are coming to bring us the Black the Black Brunch Series, and a sister who is putting this on will be on our show to talk about um, her experience in Houston and and this just awesome event. I mean, it's it's going to they're going to have food, they're going to have drinks, they're going to have networking opportunities, they're going to have a live DJ, and um, it's this event is going to be um, it's a Dallas event. It's also been in Houston, and um, it's a series, so it's going to be a traveling a traveling gig. So I am excited to hear from her. And then on Wednesday, we will be hearing from Mama Ayana out of New Orleans, and she's going to be talking about the True Love Movement uh, Sisters, uh, Sisters event that's coming up in about two weeks. And, y'all, I'm trying to get to New Orleans. And if I get there, I'm going to take lots of pictures and videos so that y'all can see it, all right? All right, y'all, so let me pull up our exit song. I was going to read, but I don't think that's going to happen tonight. My daughter is still woke. I see her little...
body tossing and turning on that carpet. <laughs> I mean, on that couch. So um, I need to put her to bed and get ready for bed. So if you are interested in reading, then you can press 1. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 while I find this song. And if no one seventeen, don't be three, two, one, peace. Thought that it would break me, take me off my course. Fell, pick it up, realigned with the source Back on the horse like a diver I'm a survivor, victor Picture perfect, work it Till it's short circuit, think it Speak it, claim it, secret Ancient, cadence, murder Fragrance, ultraviolet How I speak when I'm silent Through my aura, borealis, aurora It's in the bloodline, liquid sunshine The heart, know it and I'm doing my part Sometimes it's switching a blink Like a glitch in the link of a chain Stay off it before I lose, I'm a forfeit. No bowing to the corporate, the devil's in the pulpit. Applaud this, the flawless, spit gorgeous. Justice for the lawless, that real rawness.